Hello everyone and welcome back to the Those Who Hope podcast. This is episode two and thank you so much to those of you who listened to episode one last week. Thank you so much for all the lovely feedback that you've given and if you haven't listened to it yet that is currently available to listen to on Spotify and also YouTube so please do give it a listen if you fancy but this is episode two and I'm really grateful that you're here. Today I am talking to Gareth Hydes who wrote the new original musical It Is Well With My Soul in which I play the lead female Lucy Bliss and actually this Saturday the 13th of January at 7pm we are performing this show in London at the Off West End Theatre The Other Palace and there are currently still tickets available so if you fancy it and you might fancy it even more after listening to this podcast then please do check out those tickets and I will put all the information you need in the description but without further ado I am really excited for you to hear this interview with Gareth Hydes. We talk about the musical, we talk about where God leads us in career journeys and right from childhood up until now, what Gareth's been up to and where God's taken him. And it is a really inspirational story. And we also speak about the inspirational stories of the characters that we play in the show, as well as many other amazing things. I'm certainly inspired after this conversation. So I hope that you enjoy it too. And please do let me know if you enjoy it. So Without further ado, here goes our conversation. I'm so pleased to be joined today by Gareth. Um, This is Gareth here. Would you like to say hello to everybody? Hello, everyone. So, Gareth, um, tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, actually, in fact, before we do, I will introduce you a little bit. So, you were actually mentioned in the first podcast. Me and Joanna spoke about how we both know you through the musical that you've written, It Is Well With My Soul. And very excitingly, when this podcast goes out, which will be Monday, it's going to be just a few days until our performance at the Other Palace in Victoria, which is very exciting. So, um, if you haven't already, you're going to be able to hear a bit about this show and you might even decide you want to come along. But before Before we begin the podcast, I always begin by asking a question and I would love to ask you the same question that I'm going to be asking everyone on this podcast and that is, what is something that has given you joy today? What is something that has given me joy today? Uh, Lots of things. Um, uh, The uh, laughter of my two children um visiting with friends this afternoon and can i get have three things yeah absolutely um being together with my church family this morning oh that sounds like a very good day indeed sounds like a busy day but a good day what did you get up to with your kids so you've got two kids haven't you and your lovely wife sarah yeah so um my daughter jemima seven and uh little boy Elijah who's two so they keep us busy yeah absolutely so yeah we uh we went to visit some friends and just had a little bit of a a, a kids play date and uh, a hangout kind of thing this afternoon so 
Oh, that sounds really nice. Well, I would love us to begin by just letting everyone know a little bit about how we know each other. So obviously we've spoken about how we both did It As Well With My Soul. You wrote It As Well With My Soul and I uh, was in the original cast um, playing Lucy Bliss. And yeah, I'd like to hear from your perspective, maybe how how we met. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So uh, before It Is Well, we didn't know each other uh, at all. And um, I had been writing the musical. I'm assuming we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later on. And um, I'd just finished the script and we were going to be doing a Zoom read-through. And I was reaching out to one or two friends of mine who I knew uh, were involved in musical theatre, were actors, and uh, one such friend um, is actually a mutual friend of ours, Ashley Andrew, who's who lives up in Scotland, who may or may not be watching this. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. And um, <laughs> Ashley, uh, I approached to potentially be involved, and uh, she's obviously based all the way up in Scotland, and... Uh, for different reasons, uh, wasn't able to be involved, but she said, would you mind if I passed it on uh, to a friend of mine? And I said, yes, that's fine. And so uh, she connected us, I think, and um, we were able to have a a Zoom call. And then you joined us for the very first uh, script read-through on Zoom, all the way back in September 2022. Yes. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, Yeah, which is ages ago now, but it feels like yesterday at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And then I suppose uh, the script then was very different uh, from the script that will be performed on on Saturday, but hopefully uh, changes and character development all in good good ways uh, to really um, polish and uh, refine uh, the story and the message that we we want to tell through the musical yeah absolutely and it was amazing when I met you and as you say through Ashley as well because I've actually never met Ashley in person which is crazy but obviously you uh, knew her through work with Salt Mine and basically how I met Ashley was I was doing a spotlight class which is spotlight is like a database and a community for actors it's where actors get a lot of their work from but they also do classes on there and stuff like that so I'd done one on Zoom actually which is what we're communicating communicating on now so the wonders of technology but I after doing that I had shared on social media thanking the teacher for the class and then Ashley ended up um, talking to me through Instagram and saying that she was in the class too it's good to meet you and we both realized that we both shared the same faith as Christians so we formed a friendship just from meeting online and being at the same class and it was probably just a couple of months later um, that she reached out to me about the musical and it came for me at a time where we'll probably talk about this later in a bit more depth but it was just um perfect timing for me really and it just felt so right and like such an answer to prayer and there was even things that happened even all the way up to 
once I'd, I'd kind of been offered the part in the September and we did the first tour in June so several months later but even in June God was still revealing to me how it was all part of his plan and how it had worked out so amazingly so it really blew my mind to be honest and definitely was God's doing and after being offered the role um it was when Ashley said that actually it wasn't just her own instinct that she wanted to let me know about the uh, role it was actually that she felt Holy Spirit was leading her to do that so it was very interesting to hear that from her right I was going to ask you um basically if you could just tell us a little bit about the process of writing the show so how that all came about because um you've had an experience I mean you've had background in acting and performing but then for quite a few years you was doing something kind of quite different from that wasn't you so would you like to tell us a little bit about that and how you ended up going into writing the show yeah so I'd written one or two bits um not connected with it as well with my soul way back when I was doing my A-levels and um, a friend of mine, Gavin, and I, long story short, wrote a, began to write a short musical based on a Greek tragedy play, um, which we had performed at the end just before we finished our A-levels, just by people at the college, and was then performed again with some tweaks the following year and it was around that time that I started acting as well Um, I had a place to study English at university and when I got my A-level results I realized that um, I didn't actually want to study English at university um, because in fact Uh, a a couple of months before that I prayed a very uh, simple prayer and said God I'd really love to be a professional actor in Jesus name amen not too much more than that and so I took an impromptu gap year at that point um, to my one sort of purpose was to sort of gain as much experience in the theater as possible and uh, so I was working a part-time job at Curry. Sorry, you don't need all of this information, do you? But, no, um, it's a podcast. Anyway, we like all the and, details. <laughs> uh, and then I um, went back to my college, to sixth form college, to musically direct a, uh, a production that they were putting on of Little Shop of Horrors. So that was my first sort of experience of musical directing, which was a fun show uh, with a giant puppet people eating plant and uh, if you know the show if you don't know the show that will be a very random comment but there (laughs) we are I was living up near Birmingham at the time and then I moved down to London which was sort of me leaving home really at 18 and I got a job tearing tickets and selling ice creams at the London Palladium Um, and the sound of music was on at the time which is one of my favorite musicals and um that was just a really cool thing to be part of. But because that was predominantly evening work, during the day, I could go along to open casting auditions. 
And so I went along to one or two of these and uh, had some fun experiences. And uh, anyway, long story short, I was offered a job and got into acting through that. Um, in fact, on my first job, I met one of the actors who was part of the original cast of it as well, Mark Baker. And then uh, it was after that that I joined Salt Mine Theatre Company and connected with, with some others as well, including um, Matt Sunners, who plays George Root, and uh, David Robinson, who was our original director. So, yeah, uh, I've waffled on a little bit there, but that gives you a little bit of... Uh, was how, That was sort of some of the stuff, some of the experience. And then, as you say, uh, Katrina, I then sort of went into very different things. I worked as a youth worker for three years. Um, and then Sarah and I felt God was calling us down to London. And I were, uh, have been working uh, for the last 11 years with a Christian charity called K180 as an evangelist. And so proclaiming the gospel and equipping others to do the same. So we work a lot with different churches. We're involved in creative street evangelism, both in the UK and across Europe. And that's been a real uh, blessing and a privilege to be involved with. And I suppose I've, I've wanted to write a musical uh, for, for a while and was looking for the right story. And then I'd stumbled across the story of It Is Well With My Soul, very famously with Horatio Spafford, who wrote the, the words... But what really gripped me was hearing a little bit about and, and exploring the story of Philip uh, Bliss, the hymn writer who wrote the, the music, and his wife Lucy, and just seeing how uh, they also experienced um, their fair share of, of tragedy and suffering and how their, uh, yeah, their faith was a, was a beacon of hope um, through all that life was throwing at them and what would presumably tempt a lot of people to, to just give up. And yet they stood firm in their faith. They trusted Jesus and um, they left an incredible legacy of faith uh, that gripped me and inspired me. And, mm. and I thought, this is, this is the story I want to tell. And I'd started demoing. I thought it was starting properly in the April of 2020 in lockdown mm, one. Wow. Um, and that was probably when I started properly writing it. But I looked back on my phone uh, voice memos and I had started some little demos of one or two prior to that in the February. But it's been a, it's been a journey bringing it to the stage, probably the best part of three years, really. Yes. And it's crazy to think that the start of the pandemic was that long ago, but it's amazing to see such an amazing thing that came out of the pandemic. And do you think that being kind of at home and the world stopped as we knew it and everything was different? Do you think that kind of helped give you the, the time to for God to speak to you through this show and for him to inspire you to, to write it? Yeah, I think it it, it certainly provided enough of a shift um, and change and prompt to write it. Did it give me the time? Um, it felt like um, when lockdown hit that uh, 
our already busy ministry sort of got busier. Mm. That's what it felt like initially. And and there was, uh, we were doing training online several evenings a week. Wow. Um, and also when you're preparing um, online stuff, as as you know, with, with, with this podcast, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that, uh, that perhaps others don't see. Mm-hmm. And you're preparing a lot and you're, um, you know, there was just a, there was a lot going on and it didn't feel like I had loads of extra time. I think there's a lot of people who had loads of extra time. I didn't feel that. So I began to write the musical in my evenings and days off spare time, mm. really. Um, and then as K180 and Martin, who leads the ministry, heard about It Is Well With My Soul and how I was developing it and writing it, um, he basically uh, said to me, listen, uh, you know, this could just be a U project or this could be a, a K-180 project. And mm. we'd love to uh, release some time for you to be able to to finish this, uh, to be able to write more. And um, we'd love to to look at producing this with you. And so uh, the original tour back in uh, June 2023 mm. um, was produced by K-180 and we did two performances to coincide with the 150th anniversary of the sinking of the Ville de Havre, which was the ship carrying uh, the wife and daughters of Horatio Spafford, which was 150 years ago back in November mm-hmm. um, that we did. Um, and uh, so they they had agreed to produce those sh- shows as well. Um, so very, very thankful for their investment and um, support uh, for the project as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, so thankful to them and uh, amazing that you were working for them and then able to also use some of your time with the show. And I completely get what you're saying about the pandemic actually being quite busy because I think it was for some people, things became very quiet and there were struggles in that. And then for some people, things got even busier and there were definitely struggles with that um, as well. And I, w- I was training at drama school at that time. So I know what you mean as well. I was, you know, some friends were bored and that, that, was, uh, that was one problem. And then for me, I was really busy. But actually, I think I'm personally quite grateful for that because it kept me going. It kept me having something to do and kind of a structure. Not that it was easy dancing around the living room on Zoom all day. <laughs> Might sound fun, but you know, it did have its, it. It did have it was a bit problematic sometimes. Um, but yeah, so we've spoken a little bit about the show and a little bit about how um, Philip and Lucy's story inspired you. So, how would you kind of summarize what the show is about and what Philip and Lucy's life was like for someone who doesn't isn't familiar with their story so the musical takes in a a fairly large sweep of their their lives it's not a documentary if you if you want to to read about um, their lives there are some good biographies including uh, some that inspired me this is right there uh, the, the memoirs yeah the original memoirs um, there's a the story is very American um, because they were American and it's uh, almost entirely set in America. Um, this was another book that really helped me with the Ashtabula um, stuff, uh, which if you don't know, I won't spoil it, but um, come and see the show on Saturday. Um, this was the uh, version of the memoirs that was published for the for the British audience summary of their of their of their story really is is we we meet them 
uh, as I often say, as the sun is setting on the American Civil War. Mm-hmm. So Philip and Lucy are from uh, a backwater town in uh, rural Pennsylvania. Um, Philip, uh, his background, which we don't explore too much uh, in the show, but he's been uh, working as a sort of itinerant music teacher and working with different um, music schools. um, And then war hits and everything, uh, a little bit like a pandemic, everything is, is sort of put on hold, stopped in their tracks. Philip's called up. Um, and then, uh, almost without explanation, other than um, God's plan, uh, Philip is uh, discharged from the army. Um, as things begin to wind down, the war's not over yet, but it's beginning to wind down. And this is a, a significant moment in, in Philip's life. And this is uh, the beginning, really, f- for him as he feels that God's done this for a reason and that reason is to to write and sing uh, gospel songs. Uh, uh, An opportunity uh, comes about for Philip and Lucy and uh, the little gospel quartet that Philip's put together to go to Chicago um, in Illinois which which is the big city and uh, quite far away actually from uh, where they were in North Pennsylvania. Um, and there uh, they they begin a new life. And so we see that new life. We see the opportunities that open up, the people that they get to meet, um, how uh, Philip grows in prominence as a hymn writer, as a soloist. Um, we get to see the, the different temptations that come uh Philip's way and how Lucy keeps him grounded. We get to to share in their joys uh, as a couple. We get to share in their sorrows um, in in the aftermath of the uh, Great Chicago Fire as they journey with their friends, the Spaffords, as different things uh, come their way. And I suppose that if I was to to highlight a central theme that the musical is exploring, it's it's where is is faith where is hope in the middle of tragedy mm-hmm. and it's it's there um where uh where where they find and 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 experience god's love and his power and um and the hope that that he gives and i think it was Corrie ten boom who wrote a, a, a very very significant book in the 20th century uh, called the hiding place about her experiences living in holland uh, in the Netherlands, uh, hiding Jews in their house, and how she was eventually taken to uh, a, a death camp um, in Nazi Germany, and uh, she she recounts um, a story of uh, her and her father talking about the the darkness that was around them, and um, her her father said to her, uh, he said, um, you know, when we're when we're on a train and I've got a ticket for me and I've got a ticket for you and we go through a tunnel and all of a sudden it's pitch black. Do you turn to me and say, right, let's tear up the ticket? Uh, He says, no, it's at that point that we trust that the driver knows uh, where we're going. 
and and we we have the the ticket as a a promise that we will get to our destination mm. and 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 I think that's a beautiful way of sort of summing up the journey that the blisses go on mm -hmm. uh, that when circumstances and life's challenges get dark they don't tear up the ticket and say oh well faith was a big waste of time or god's god's disappeared or uh no it's then that they cling to jesus and say i know whom i have believed and and i know uh that this is not just some fairy tale belief but this is this is, as the Bible describes it, as an anchor for the soul, mm. firm and secure. And, and, and so that's what the, the, the message that we're exploring through it as well. Yeah, and it's, it's such a powerful story. And I think so powerful to look at a real story, real people's lives and, and to look at their example. And I, I know playing Lucy Bliss, um, which is my role in the show, is just something that's really taught me. I've learned from her story. I've learned from hers and Philip's story and been inspired by them. And we've heard such amazing feedback um, thanks be to God that we've heard such amazing feedback from people saying how much they've enjoyed it, how much the show has impacted them, which is just so incredible because that's what we want for it to do. We want not only for people to be entertained by the amazing music that you've written and the amazing cast that we're working with. Um, it's been amazingly directed. It's It's been done to such a wonderful professional standard. Um, and I think it, not only are people coming to enjoy being entertained but also to be able to have a real important message and I think for me going into acting what I really wanted was to be able to use art and to use performance to be able to bring hope to people to be able to bring important messages to people and of course this podcast is called those who hope and it's all about hope being the central thing that as Christians that we cling on to and this podca podcast isn't just to encourage Christians it's for anyone but to let anyone who's watching this know that we trust in a hope that that really is an anchor for our souls we really do feel that just as Philip and Lucy did that clinging on to faith is something that really does give us a real grounding hope and I think Philip and Lucy and all the characters in the story are great examples of that and we've spoken a bit about um, the Spaffords about Anna and Horatio Spafford and some people who are listening to this they may be possibly more familiar with their story I know that some people are and their story is that they um that Anna was with their four girls traveling on the Ville de Havre back to um across to the Atlantic to Europe and the ship sadly sank and the four children died and that is what inspired the writing of the hymn It Is Well With My Soul. So Horatio wrote the words and Philip was asked by Horatio to write the music um, which is something that we cover within the show. We show that scene and that is um, a really poignant scene of, of just by that point the characters have already seen so much suffering and yet here is more suffering and they choose in that moment to to look to God. And for people who are watching, there are going to, of course, be people who can really relate um, to such suffering. And it, it's so painful and so hard sometimes to fix our eyes on Jesus. But that is what we believe and what we've learned through their story to be the best thing for us to do in that circumstance. And I think you've captured that really, really well in the musical, which I think is really amazing, Gareth. Oh, thank you. Kind of you to say. 
it's it's been really fun um getting through the show hasn't it from as as we said I've been involved in the musical since um quite early on in the process and it's been really interesting to see the script develop to see the show finally get on its feet as well because we had months of reading through the script looking at it learning the music recording our cast album and then we had that rehearsal period leading up to the tour in June where we really got to get everything on its feet and explore those characters more and and take direction and I think it's been really interesting process to be part of an original musical and of course you've seen it right from the beginning of writing the music writing the script um presumably at home in your office or whatever during the pandemic so we've heard quite a lot about Horatio and Anna and Philip and Lucy and how their stories have inspired us in our personal lives and this podcast is all about inspiring our listeners and each other as we speak to each other and it's just been really great getting to know you Gareth as well not just in the show and working with you in the cast and with you um, in the whole production as we said we've got the cast album and just being with you from the early stages of the show and seeing it all develop but also getting to know you as a friend and the whole cast I'm sure you'd agree we've been really really blessed with having so many amazing people within the cast and we just really do feel like a family don't we and I think that's such a privilege that's been one of the big highlights for me not only has the story really personally impacted me and has it it's been amazing to be part of such a wonderful and professional show but also just to be with such amazing people and we all have such a great laugh together and we've got to know I've been really inspired just by getting to know everybody's stories and getting to know what people do and and people's relationships with God as well and there's a lot of Christians in the cast and it's just been really cool to share that with each other so I'd love if you could share with our listeners um, just a bit more about yourself. I know you've had a very interesting life, as you as you said, you've um, done acting, you've done performing, you've worked in ministry, and you also have lived in quite a few different places as well, haven't you? And um, grown up with in a Christian family, I believe. So I'd love you to just tell us a bit more about your your story and how you came to uh, have a relationship with God. Yeah, so um, uh, my wife Sarah is uh, from the White Rose of of Yorkshire. <laughs> I was born uh, with the Red Rose of Lancashire. I was born in Manchester, and uh, very very thankful for um, uh, for my my parents and and their faith. Um, growing up, uh, my dad. Um, is and, and my mum is now as well um, Methodist ministers um, so going along to church and having your um, your your dad be the the minister the pastor um, it, it meant I had a lot of the right answers at Sunday school and um, I was yeah very thankful for that upbringing um, I think I think it's certainly possible to sort of uh, live, I guess, kind of in the shadow of your parents' faith. And it, it's kind of um, doesn't always become real to you. I think I, I uh, even from an early age, uh, I, I wanted to live for God and I knew a lot of the right answers. And, and maybe I did um, uh, live for God 
uh, on a Sunday. But I think the, the truth was when I looked at my life for the rest of the week, it wasn't really about God. I didn't really think too much about Jesus. In fact, it was just all about me. And many people would say, well, what's the problem with that? Um, I think getting to know the message of Jesus, um, it's it's actually not not about me anymore but it's about it's about him and it's about others and i don't think that was that was my experience um and it was a couple of really significant moments uh, in my childhood on my journey of faith one was uh, as a as a boy around the age of 7 um somehow managing to convince my dad to bring me along to a youth event that he was going to and I don't remember too much about the event. I don't remember um, what the person speaking was talking about. But I do remember in that moment um, hearing the message of the Bible, the message of Jesus about why he came, why he bothered. Um, one of the privileges of being able to share that message of Jesus uh, through my work with K180 is trying to connect some of the dots. Many people know the what. They know maybe from RE lessons or from uh, a background at church or whatever. They know that Jesus, they know the what. They know he died on a cross and he rose again. But many people don't know the why. And it was like that uh, message came alive for me. I, I, I don't remember too much of it. Some people would say, oh, you're just a child. You didn't really know. But I knew that that was... I needed to make a step of mm. faith. And I responded that night. I prayed a prayer um, of, of commitment. That just means saying yes to Jesus, saying, I, I don't want it to be about me anymore. I want it to be about you, Jesus. I want you to be my king. Forgive me. I want to turn from the things that I know to be wrong. And I want you to come and give me your resurrection life and to write my name in the book of heaven, the book of life. And uh, so I I prayed a prayer like that. And I think those next few years, I kind of, I missed it a little bit because I think in my zeal, in my excitement, I, I made it all about the religion a bit and I got a bit stuck. Mm. And um, I did things that maybe we all do, but, things I wasn't proud of and things I knew that God God didn't want for me. Um, and, you know, just down to how I treated my parents. Uh, I've got two younger brothers. Just I, I, I bullied them a little bit, well, more than a little bit. And, and just things I had, anger issues and other stuff. And um, I, I uh, anyway, it came to a, a sort of a, a, a significant point for me sitting down with a friend of mine Chris uh, who was the the youth leader at, at my church I'd moved to Canada by this point mm -hmm. uh, by the way I, I've lived lots of places uh, South Wales Canada uh, Dudley uh, as well as Manchester and of course London Amazing. Um, and uh, so I'd moved to Canada by this point and sat down with Chris and really Properly, when I say properly, I'd read the Bible before, but we we were reading together um, from from the Gospels around the, about the life of Jesus, and it really 
came to a bit of a crossroads for me, I suppose, at that point. I, I, I was reading this. I'd known it from Sunday school as sort of the stories. But it was like, as I was reading it, I was like, hang on a second. If this is true, if these stories, if Jesus was who he said he was, if he really said this stuff, if he really did, um, you know, the miracles, if he really did die on a cross, if he really did rise from the dead, then with respect, it's actually got very little to do with dressing up and looking holy for an hour on a Sunday. Mm. And it's actually got everything to do with 24 hours a day, seven days a week, knowing the living God who made me and who loves me. And and at the same time of realizing that, I also at the same time saw that darkness in my heart. I just said, God, would you reveal yourself to me? I I, I want to to know you personally, not just know about you. I want, I want to be clean. I want to be new. And one of my favorite verses in the Bible uh, says this. It says, if anyone is in Christ, not if anyone's perfect or if anyone is religious enough, but in Christ, if anyone says, Jesus, come and be my king, my Lord. Um, if anyone's in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone. Mm. And the new has come. And I'm so thankful today that I'm not the man I used to be. I, he's changing me. There's still some rough edges, certainly, um, and ways that I need to be refined. But I'm thankful that uh, he has done a work in me. And he who's done a work in me is going to carry that on uh, mm -hmm. to completion, uh, as it says in the Bible. And he's brought me peace. He's brought me life. He's brought me purpose. Um, and that's not just a for today thing. That's for eternity thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so many people play guessing games with God, I think, Katrina. Um, will, um, will, will I make it to heaven? Oh, maybe it's not possible to know. I think God wants us to know. I think he, he wanted us to know so much that he, it couldn't be about our, our goodness because because uh, it only takes one chain in in the link between a ship and an anchor to be broken before you you're cut adrift and you're no longer connected. Do you know what I used to think? God, it was unfair that if I'd only done one sin, why should I be separated from God? It's like that anchor. If we just break the one chain link, and so what Jesus came to do was to rescue us, mm -hmm. to reconnect us back to the anchor for our soul. We talked about that earlier, and and that's what I realized that it's not about me pointing the finger at people, but me saying, hey, listen, this is what God's done for me. And I know if he's done it for me, he can do it for you as well. Mm. And um, and so be inspired. I, I suppose I would say if you're listening or watching this podcast, be inspired that this is not just about some religion thing. It's mm. not just about historical thing about Philip, Lucy, Horatio, Anna. This is about what God is doing and can do in your life mm. even if you think hey i'm not religious enough for that that's brilliant because he's not looking for your religion mm. uh, he's looking for your heart mm, i love and, that um and uh yeah so th that's that's a bit of my story mm. um there's plenty more i suppose i could fill in but that's a bit of my story and and it's it's not just a 
oh, that's your story, Gareth. It's it's what he's done for so many others. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's only a prayer away. Yes, thank you for sharing that, Gareth. That is just amazing. And I love to share, as you have done there, about how Christianity and how Jesus intended for us to live as people who follow him isn't to be stuck in trying to follow rules, trying to be perfect with religion. And I, you know, I've had my own um, experience with that and, and struggle with that of realizing the difference and, and, in Christianity, we learn about what grace is, and that's that Jesus has died on the cross to forgive us. So that if we ask him for forgiveness, that's it. There's nothing else we need to do but but rely on him, but follow him. Everything else, the, the slate is clean, and we don't have to work by trying to do good works to earn our place in heaven or to earn approval or love from God. We already have that for free. And uh, I think, thank you for sharing that, because I hope that maybe someone can listen and know that that is what Jesus's heart was for with um with what he came to do and that is what we follow as Christians because I remember even back to being at school and doing RE lessons and you'd be taught that Christians believe that in doing good things and getting God's approval and ticket to heaven by doing good things and actually when you think about it that that is way too much pressure because I know for myself I make mistakes every day and how can you know that you've done enough um if it is reliant on you um that would terrify me to be honest and it used to terrify me before I really grasped that I didn't have to be afraid because it really was because of what Jesus has done and with the the show that we do it's set all the way back in the 19th century which feels so far away from the way life is now but what I love about it and what I love even about when I open the Bible and read the Read, read the Bible it's just people are the same we're the same way that God has created us and we have the same emotions and we go through hardships we go through mountaintop moments and moments in the valleys and we you know it's amazing to see how people handle things and how we all have that same need for God and we can all find comfort in that and we see the example of our characters in the show doing that but also as you've shared in your own life and yeah I just really appreciate you sharing that with us and in terms of oh sorry you're gonna say and something. I was just gonna say and if you're listening or watching this mm -hmm. and you're thinking okay uh what about me one question I find super helpful to ask yourself is this. What stops you from saying yes to Jesus today? And if you can't think of a reason, today's the day to come home and just say, Jesus, I'm sorry, would you forgive me for the wrong things I've done? And, and would you hear my prayer? Would you, would you make me new? And, and would you save me? Would you write my name? In, in the book of life that I'll be with you forever in heaven. And it just is a simple prayer. It's not a, a, a formula, um, but it's about, it's about your heart. And um, that's the beginning of a life journey of faith. Mm. And uh, so I'll just say that. Yes. Thank you. That is it's so good. And it's so, so simple. And I think uh, 
it's great to share that how simple it really is because as humans we can really complicate things but it really is Jesus has made it simple for us which is amazing and we've got just a, a, a tiny bit left of this podcast but I just wanted to ask you we've spoken about the show we've spoken about your journey in your career and also in your faith and just wanted to ask you um, what's kind of next what's next for Gareth Hyde's what's going on at the moment of course we've got Saturday we've got the show at the other palace which is so exciting it's such an exciting venue to be doing uh, just down the road from Hamilton and Wicked and many amazing shows have been at the other palace too and it's just really exciting to be performing at that wonderful venue um, but I'd love to hear a little bit about where you feel God is leading you right now in the show there's of course a theme with Philip of him trying to work out what his calling is what God's leading him to and you've shared a little bit as well about how you was doing one thing you was doing university you felt God call you to acting and then eventually you felt God call you to ministry and then you felt God calling you to go back to musical theatre and to performing by writing this show so it's amazing to hear about how God has really mapped out your path and it's something me and Joyanna were speaking about on our podcast as well that um, just following God's leading in your life and I think it's a great example where we've seen in your life that I think some people and maybe young people can panic that they don't know what they're meant to do in life or they don't know where they're headed or as Christians you can think God where do you want me so I'd love if you could share some thoughts about that that you know it doesn't mean that you you don't have to pick at a young age that this is where God's got me and this is where I'm gonna stay and I think there's a lot of beauty and color in in following God and and finding different things and and exploring different um career paths so if you'd like to share about that if that does that make sense yeah yeah so growing up as a child I wanted to be different things at one stage I wanted to be fireman Sam I wanted to be a, a firefighter mm. um so yeah there's there's different things isn't there um but i'm so thankful so there's there's several things uh, that i think that i just want to say here is one is i first felt god call me to be a preacher when i was 16 years old mm. um some people might find that very young um but it was then that i sort of began to explore that um i felt god call me as an evangelist, which might sound like an old word, but it just means a, a bringer of good news. Um, when I was about uh, 22, 23. And um, so I think that, that it is well, it is one way for me of, mm. of proclaiming that message. Mm of of new creation of the old is gone the new has come in christ um and i get to do that in lots of different ways as well but in terms of the future um i feel um sarah my wife and i have been praying uh, about the future and feel that god's got more for it as well with my soul so um so in the spring we'll be taking some time to to really focus on on what does the next steps look like for it as well? Um, different things that God has has put on our hearts. And um, one of those is to, uh, all being well, take it to the Edinburgh Fringe in August and maybe do some uh, a small tour 
on our way up to Edinburgh as well. <laughs> um, so that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've s- said to one or two people as well, I've, I've accidentally started writing another musical, <laughs> which I'm having to sort of press the pause button on step back just because there's, you know, obviously we've got Saturday, but also I, I'm, I'm working full time as well. And so uh, that project um, is, well, the, the provisional title is Bloody Mary and the Nine Day Queen. And it's looking at the, the life and legacy of um, Lady Jane Grey um, and also looking at the life of, of, of Mary uh, Tudor, Mary the First, um, and uh, looking at these, these two women and stepping away from the labels one was a, a a very proud catholic one was a very proud protestant but looking at their the heart and um coming back to to that wonderful gospel message that god looks at our heart and mm. and what is true faith looking like and and certainly in jane's case you know what what are we living for and what are we prepared to die for um so that's that's something uh, on the back burner as well, um, but really, yeah, looking looking forward to to developing uh, creative musical theatre uh, that will point people to Jesus. Mm. So we'll see how that develops. Amazing! Thank you so much for sharing that, and that is all so so exciting. There is so much there, and it's just been amazing speaking to you and and hearing about your heart for Jesus. And we obviously talk about Jesus a lot, but it's because he's really impacted our lives. He's really changed our lives. And that is the reason that we hope that is who we hope in. And this, this podcast is called those who hope because of this here, those who hope in the Lord. And that is what we do. And it's just been really, really wonderful to hear your story, Gareth. And I'm sure many will be blessed and encouraged by it. And I'm really, really excited for Saturday to be performing this wonderful, wonderful show again and I really can't express enough how much it has really made an impact on me and how much a blessing it is to be a part of it and all the people I know who have come to see it have just spoken such so highly of it and it has really blessed people and um, the albums out there to listen to I know people that listen to the album on repeat because the songs are so so good and yeah if just to wrap up if you I'd just love if you can let's just do one more plug <laughs> for Saturday and uh, I'd love for you to maybe say why why it's good to come and see the show on Saturday from an entertainment perspective. You're going to come and, you know, and be entertained. Who doesn't want that? But also from a deeper perspective. I know we have spoken about both those things already, but putting you on the spot here, if you can kind of summarize both those things. Yeah. So um, I think it is well encompasses... Um, the whole of human experience, really, the highs and the lows. You might think because it's, you know, you've heard us talk uh, about about the shipwreck and about a, a terrible fire and, and other things of suffering. Um, oh, that's going to be pretty pretty depressing. Um, I I I think it's 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 not it's it's mm. not shying away from those things. But it's yeah. about saying here, here is hope. Here is life mm. in in the middle of all of that. And there's 
plenty of fun moments, Definitely. funny moments. Uh, and we have so much uh, fun as a cast because it's such a fun script. <laughs> you know, we have um, so much fun and there is a lot of comedy and, and really great stuff within the script. And one of, one of Lucy's big moments, of course, in Act One is bursting into the, the office of George Root, who's just laid off her husband and his ragtag team of uh, quart his quartet. And she bursts in and, of course, in true musical theatre style, <laughs> uh, sings her way uh, to persuading him to, you can ditch the others. D don't worry about the quartet, but Philip, you need to keep an eye on him. You need to uh, uh, make sure he's your right-hand man. And, and we see that, uh, how she's absolutely right um, as we move uh, through the musical so th there's plenty of fun moments I, mm -hmm. I love that the, sort of the, the interplay with the Yankee boys and, and and that they become Lucy's backup group for that song and yeah so fun. Um, I I love the uh, you know that we get to share in Philip some of Philip and Lucy's um, uh, really uh, close moments and and their joys with the um, how you see the, their excitement at at, at, at the the, the news that, that Lucy's pregnant at the end of Act One. Uh, you get to see how the Spaffords get alongside them and, and just uh, show them, them love and uh, friendship and practically saying, hey, come, you, you, you lost your house in the fire. Come and, come and stay with us. Um, and uh, there's, there's, there may be a, uh, a cameo that I have in the show with a little boat uh, on <laughs> on the water, so so have a look out for that as well. I promise to to, not to yeah. steal the show. <laughs> I promise not to steal the show with my boat. Um, but uh, no, there's some fun. It, stylistically of the music as well. I, I don't know if you would say this, uh, Katrina, but I think there's there's a bit, little bit of everything. It's a little bit mm. like a, you know. Um, like a Pinterest board really of, of different styles of musical theater really. So there's, there's a, a bit of a mix and obviously there's some of the, um, the, the, the classic hymns, it is well with my soul, but also uh, some of the hymns that Philip wrote himself that, uh, that have pretty much been forgotten, I would say by certainly the church in, in the United Kingdom. And so it's revisiting some of these old uh, ancient songs really as well. And um, yeah, I waffled a bit there and come and see it if not for Mr. Smith as well. So, um, yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> We're going to leave them to guess what that's about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think we've spoken a lot as well about how it, it is such an impactful story of hope. And do you know what? Recently I've been um, just kind of, really thinking about everything going on in the world at the moment my heart's really breaking for things going on in the world and I thought I can't wait to get back and tell this story because I need to hear this story as well you know that um even in such suffering that that God is is still working and that 
it's well with our soul we can look to him and yeah. as we turned into the new year into 2024 I just felt that God said to me um my kind of words for this year to focus on is fix your eyes to fix my eyes on Jesus and mm. I think that this this show while being so entertaining while being full of such talent and um such amazing music and wonderful script writing, which as an actor, I love to be able to get into a really good script. Um, it also goes so much deeper than that. So we really do encourage anyone who's free on Saturday um, in the London area to do come along. And hopefully there'll be many more opportunities too to see the show if you're not based in London. Yeah, but thank you so, so much, Gareth, for joining us today. Really, really appreciate it. And it's been great chatting to you like this. And next time I see you, we will be in the room where it happens at the other palace. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so, so much. And thank you for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. And I hope you have a good evening. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today for this episode of Those Who Hope. If you enjoyed it, then please do leave a comment and a like on YouTube or a review on Spotify. It will really, really help as I get the word out to spread hope and joy and all the things I want to do through this Those Who Hope podcast. So please do spread the word and let me know what you thought of it. And also, we spoke in this episode about praying a very simple prayer if you do want to know Jesus and if you want to have a relationship with God, which we spoke about it being so simple. Now, I'm going to leave in the description a little prompt of a kind of a guideline of the sort of prayer you can pray to do this. It's not a strict religious prayer that you have to pray word for word, but just so you get the heart of it. And if anybody would like to know more about how to say okay Jesus I want to I want to get to know you then I'd love to talk to you about that so please do reach out to me you can do that through um, YouTube or Spotify or through emailing me at Katrina Markham at outlook.com that's Katrina Markham at outlook.com and all the information you need will be in the description too so I hope you have a wonderful week and I'm sending you loads of love God bless you <laughs>